0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chiefs Wire podcast, I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, I sit down with Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco, courtesy of the NFL's official pizza sponsor, Little Caesars, as he gives details on playing alongside Patrick Mahomes. Also, we check in with this week's press conferences ahead of this week's game in Denver. And Broncos Wire contributor Brandon Walker checks back in to give us the latest on the Broncos ahead of Sunday's game.
1: Ross just uh, addressing that up front um, we're taking in all the information and have been we will continue to do that um, he's back here he'll work today um, and we'll just take it from there other than that I really don't have any information for you um, uh, other than what we're gathering uh, and what we've are excuse me what we've gathered so I uh, all right, on to the Broncos. We look forward to the challenge of playing them for sure. Uh, uh, even though it just happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, we know the battle that we had with them, and they're a good football team. They're coming off a big win against uh, against Green Bay and where they played well, and um, we've got to make sure that we get our work done uh, these next few days here before we, before we head up there. So uh, we started that. Today with the walkthrough, and we'll keep building on that. Anyways, with that time yours, Coach.
2: When you <laughs> play a team twice in about three weeks, a team you know very well, do you save parts of a plan that you don't show the first game for the second game? How do you work that out?
1: Um. Yeah. You. You normally don't do that. No. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, you start saving things in this business, and you got problems. So, that is the way I've always looked at it. Um, you know, so you got to, you know, whatever stuff you've got for that game, you put it out there and you go, and uh, and then you play them again, you put it, put your best stuff out there and go. So, that's uh, that's what I've always felt. Andy, uh, Nick Bolton, did he go on IR? Uh, Veach is going through all that now, so I'll get you that information when he finalizes it, you know. but. We'll just see. We'll see how it goes. Um, the one positive was he didn't have to have any metal put in there, you know. So um, that's a that was a positive going forward. And um, so we just got to kind of check, see how the things go here. But Beach is on top of it.
3: Um, Justin Ross going to practice? Or, or yeah, he he'll practice. practice. Hey, Justin Can you
1: just speak long? procedurally to how, how you go about determining keeping somebody out there with? when something like this comes up or what what, what is on the yeah, case and all that? the yeah all the well uh, all the situations are different so um, you know obviously the law enforcement part of it you, you listen to what uh, the real details of what went on and and then we keep open communication Brett myself and our people that deal with the law enforcement so um, you know and then we make the final decision from there.
3: You didn't mention Justin Watson, so you expect him to practice today, too?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah.
2: When uh, when you guys were getting ready for the Broncos a couple of weeks ago, how have you seen them progress year one for Sean? How much better than now they did the first he saw
1: Yeah well Sean, listen, Sean made some big moves uh and and letting guys go and he, he is a he's a veteran coach. I mean he did that for for a reason. Um, and they made some adjustments on the defensive side, and they, um, and they're they're playing good football. And so, I, I don't know what went through the all of that, but um, the last couple of games they've changed up what you know what they were doing before that, and it's they've had success with it. So, you know, but it's because he's been around and. His defensive coordinator was a head coach. He's been around, so they, they they know how to how to maneuver and um, have done a good job with it.
3: Andy, with third down conversions, you guys are number one in the league, and with third down at 15 and above, you guys kind of really have a large gap in between other teams. What's made you so successful in third down conversions, especially the long ones?
1: Yeah. Well, listen, Matt Matt takes care of all that, Nagy, and um, he he does a great job with it, um, and then. Obviously, Pat has a huge part of that. I mean, he's um, he's special uh, in that area, throwing the ball. I mean, he's obviously he's very special, and um, and then the receivers and offensive line did a good job. So, but the scheme has been great, um, and and the players have been great. Yeah, I, Coach. it's the best answer I can give you. <laughs> uh, but you're only as good as the next one, right? So, <laughs> you gotta make sure you take care of that. <laughs> Coach, are you, back in the day,
3: remember when Tony Gonzalez was playing great football time tight end? Coincidence, but against the Broncos, if they throw Champ Bailey on him, Well, you know, are you ever surprised that, you know, you don't see Travis getting that kind of attention? Is there a reason the game has evolved to a point that that wouldn't yeah. be? A game? Yeah.
1: You well, know, number two jumped on, on third downs last time we played him. So, um, you know, that they, they've, they know who Trav is, and they they had they had a plan there. So um, maybe you see a little bit more of that, or whatever you know, whatever. But teams are taking and putting good players on Trav or doubling them, and um, he and Pat are, they've got a unique chemistry there. So, um, uh, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean um obviously when you play a division opponent um you you know each other already. Um you 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 prepare for against the, that team and they prepare against you all offseason. Um and then being able to being able to play them two times and three weeks, really um a little less than that honestly. It's uh it's a challenge because we we are so much familiarity. They know what we want to do. Uh we know that what they want to do and now how can Each team execute at a high enough level to have success, and so uh, obviously they did a great job against us uh, with their defense this last game and how can we adjust, and I know they're going to make adjustments as well um, and have success this next game.
1: Sounds like there may be snow in the forecast on Sunday. I know there's been that video in in
4: history of you kind of saying you're a snow game guy. Mm -hmm. Do you have any reason or rhyme or reason why that, that could be the case? Uh, I don't because I grew up in Texas. So I only saw snow like twice when I growing up. So uh, just kind of got accustomed to it here in KC. There's something with the grip that maybe like? Um, it's definitely, I thought snow was going to be, I guess, like rain where it gets a little slippery, um, whereas snow, it, it actually kind of makes it a little bit sticky in the air. So I think that could be something uh, as far as why. And then at the end of the day, you just got to go out there and throw it and see
3: what happens. Patrick, when it comes to third down conversions, you guys are number one in the league. And then when it comes to third and 15 you guys have a sizable margin between one and two. What is it about third downs that you guys are just able to just create out there and make it work?
4: Yeah, I think it's a mentality. Um, the coaches preach um, how we're going to execute. The guys go out there and do it. Um, and then we just have belief that we're going to make it happen some way. Um, it all starts up front. The offense line in third downs has to block um, against great pass rushers when their ears are kind of pinned back and they want get to the, get to the quarterback. And they've done a great job of that. Um, and then the guys, whenever I've extended, have been able to, to make plays happen. So uh, you got to have the mentality to really execute it during practice so you can execute it during the game. Do you feel like
0: you're, you're at the best when you're able to extend those plays sometimes? When...
4: Um, yeah, I mean, I think we do a great job first of, of having the play calls um, to, uh, to go against what the defense is presenting to us. Um, and then uh, whenever we do extend, I think guys do a great job of, of getting themselves open. And then whenever I can run for it, I try to run for it.
3: I know you spread the ball around. He has ten receivers, eleven targeted. But do you ever go back and you see the first half, Travis Kelsey had do you ever like, like I don't know, giggling in the huddle like why are not they covering this guy? Like he's not an mm-hmm. unknown commodity, and it seemed like it was easy. Like, yeah,
1: I mean,
4: uh, I think def- I think defenses and defensive coordinators are, are are doing their best to cover him. He's. Uh, there's a reason he's Travis Kelsey. He gets he, he finds a way to get himself open versus man, versus zone, kind of versus everything. So I'm just glad he's on my team. I'll say that. Hey, there was a reason for you to pull for certain major league teams when you were growing up because of mm-hmm. your dad. But I wonder if the Texas Rangers were ever part of your fandom as a kid. Yeah, yeah. no, I was, a, I was a big Rangers fan um, kind of when I, I grew up. Um, especially kind of those high school years when they were kind of getting to the World Series, um, they ended up losing two of them, and I was able to go to some of those games. And so uh, I was a Rangers fan. I still, I, I guess, it's my team and the Royals aren't um, aren't in, the, in contention, so I, I'm happy for them to get to the World Series. Um, I know Sh- I was, Shane Buchel was a big Rangers fan as well, so I texted him uh, when they got there. So it is cool to see, and uh, hopefully they go out and, and win it all. It's been
2: a few days now. What do you think, McColl, just generally, is brought back to the team?
4: Yeah, I think uh, he brings another spark of energy. I mean, you all see McCole man. he's always has a smile on his face. Um, and for him to be there um, in that locker room, you can just feel the energy and then obviously the speed. And he has familiarity with the offense. And so uh, other guys that are younger can even learn from him just because he's been here for a couple of years now. And even though he left, he's back quick enough that he can pick up the stuff that we added in uh, pretty quickly.
3: Rasheed mentioned on that touchdown that it was originally supposed to be a quarter. He mm-hmm. made an adjustment there. How quickly is he coming along as far as being able to make adjustments? And you know, was that kind of something you expected him to do, or
4: thought he might do based on the coverage? Yeah, I mean, he has he has great feel. Uh, I think that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, obviously, you see how explosive he is, and you see the physical talent, but he has a good understanding of when he's open and how to stay open. And um, he's starting to recognize coverages more and more. Uh, coverages are a little bit more uh, complex than they were in college, but you can tell as he's starting to learn more and more, he's getting himself open. Um, and so I think we'll continue to work with that. Um, and he'll continue to find ways to get himself open whenever maybe the necessary route is not going to be. And, uh, he did a good job of that on the touchdown. Did you see
3: that too? Did you see, were you hoping that maybe he would make that adjustment?
4: Or? Yeah, originally, um, he was the primary originally. Um, but we had a, kind of another option if they played a, a two high shell, which was Kadarius, and they did a good job of covering that. And I kind of reset it back. Um, and was just looking for a guy to kind of have outlet to throw a check down to and just saw him, uh, pull up in that window perfectly. So, uh, yeah, he definitely wasn't supposed to be open, um, but he did a good job recognizing the coverage, knowing where to be at uh, at the right time.
5: Todd? Um, I don't know how to answer your question. I didn't go to training camp. But... That's right. You weren't. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Josh, it's
3: like you're talking about brain
5: cramps. Yeah, it's all
0: oh, good. Four,
5: but how excited were you just able to get it out there? Oh, it was fun. Um. I think we can continue to build off of it. I think our best game is uh, ahead of us. I think building chemistry along the defensive line, having Charles in there, everyone being able to move around. We got Mike Daniel who can play three-tag or a bump on the outside. We got George who's getting accustomed to being moved around. And every guy in the room is interchangeable on the pass rush. So I think it's a plus for our D-line. Chris, when you play
1: a team twice in basically three weeks,
2: what are the pros and cons to that?
5: gets harder. Um, the team knows what you excels at, and the team knows where um, you kind of had a problem at the first game. So um Denver Broncos, I think they have a heck of a quarterback, an amazing coach, Sean Payton, and um, great supporting staff around them. Um, I think last year they had one of the top defenses. Uh, a lot of guys on that defense still remain there, so uh, I think that's a tough outing. This is a nice group. Unfortunately, the record doesn't show that, but I think they're still a great team. When you talk about
1: the record and what you saw from the last year expectation from this year, is there anything that caught you by surprise coming out of that game about how well, they, how well they played this
5: season? I think they got two dynamic running backs who can run the ball. I think they got a veteran quarterback who is decisive on his throws, who can command the offense um, and pick you apart if you give him enough time. So, um, coming from that, you know, and they got a heck of a head coach. I think Sean Payton is. For me, is one of the legendary coaches in his league, uh, Hall of Fame coach um, that I respect very much. So, you know, when you take that in perspective, um, they, get, they got the potential to be a really, really good team.
4: Chris, you guys have done a
5: really good job in the division, right? Won the division a bunch of years in a row, part of that is scheme. This team You've never lost to the Broncos, right? Um, I don't, I don't think so. You're not going How do you, what do you attribute that to? Um, preparation. Um, the guys in the, in this building, from the, the coaches to to the, to the players to the scout team, um, giving us great looks, uh, preparing us to be ready for whatever we get in the game. You know, I think it's uh, I think it's um, it's a, as a whole, uh, everyone being accountable, and um, that message passing on down from the coaches and, and to us, and I think it plays a huge part in our success going on the field. We're pushing the halfway point here. We're getting close. Uh, how much is there a sense in the locker room that you guys have the potential to potentially be the best defense in the NFL this year? I think more so is the sense of just being better than we was last week. Um, we don't want to put that put that weight on anyone's shoulder. We still got a lot of young guys. Still got a lot of guys growing. So, uh, as an as a whole, you want to just be better than you was last week. And at the end of the year, we we'll continue to do that. I, I think we have the potential to be. One of the best defenses in this league, but right now it's not about being the best defense in the league. It's about being the best we can be week in and week out.
2: Chris, how much does the return of Charles, the presence of Charles, help you be that? What kind of dimension has he
5: had? Um, Charles been able to play inside and outside, um, came back. Um, he got he, he he got over that excitement. Got his sack. Um, we welcome him back with open arms. He's gonna be a guy we are able to use all around the place. He's big. He's tall. He's actually fast, uh, faster than you look. No pun intended. <laughs> he can go inside outside. I think that can help our group tremendously. Um, like I was telling Joe Cullen, I, I never think you can have enough pass rushers in one group.
1: And you said he got over that excitement. Did you kind of have to
3: reel him in, was that? that-
5: Yeah, you you know, when you haven't played for a while, and to come back and get that sack is just a relief because, you know, it's like uh, he finally got it, you know. And then also to be back with us. I can only imagine how much he missed the game and been away from his time, uh, how that played an effect on his emotion. So glad to have him back. He told
0: us
3: in the
5: locker room he has a Swiss Army Knife. If he's a Swiss Army Knife on the defense, what are you? I'm just Chris Jones. The Hammer? I don't know. Whatever y'all want to call it, y'all. <laughs> Whatever y'all want to call it.
0: Chris, I've asked a few guys this, but the schedule is more unique now than maybe ever before. Since you've been with the team, just how much of a challenge has the schedule been? Because you guys are going to have more miles this year, uh, obviously
5: Germany included, than you have obviously in the other year previously. I think um it's super exciting. Um, got a lot of guys who come from college. Um, they haven't been overseas yet, right? So to get the opportunity to go overseas and play in front of Germany fans is going to be excited. Um, I think it's remarkable. Also to expand the game on that type of level, I think that's remarkable also. Um, you know, we don't make the schedules. We don't have a choice on where the schedule goes. Just wherever you put us, where that's where we'll be at.
0: This is part one of my conversation with Isaiah Pacheco, courtesy of Little Caesars Pizza. Isaiah, nice to meet with you again, man. Um, I just want to jump right off and uh, talk about your partnership with Little Caesars. Uh, how's that working out?
2: The, the partnership with Little Caesar has been fantastic for me. Uh, it's been an amazing uh, partnership. Uh, I've been doing three events so far uh, that uh, has been amazing so far. And uh, the, we did an event at the Chiefs Kingdom facility. At the football field and the second one we did was the NFL draft which was the first one but these are the ones you know not they're not in order but these are the events that i have with them
0: nice sounds good um you know obviously such a great thing you know little caesar's amazing pizza and um the event that we've been talking about is the uh the special pre-game event uh can you give us a little details into that
2: yes absolutely it's, it's special because if you're watching sunday football you're able to order pizza online. You're uh, able to win a free trip uh, and, and some uh, perks from Little Caesars, and that is amazing for me, and uh, I can't uh, wait to uh, see who, who wins uh, a trip.
0: Well, I definitely agree with that, man. That sounds like a great prize. But, um, I, you know, I obviously want to talk some football with you as well. And uh, you guys are coming off two uh, back-to-back wins in the division. Um, just what is the, the different feel or the vibe – you know when you go into a game in the AFC West uh, as opposed to any other game um, that
2: you play during the season um you know there's the preparation um getting prepared for the different opponents uh each different uh week um you know coach uh Reed he preaches to us uh finding the edge and you know finding that edge is something important because when when you have to scout those opponents uh you got to know what you're looking for for me um I was a quarterback uh, in, in high school and in college, I was my first year running back. So I have to so I have to be prepared for the defense uh, of the linebackers because I'm a running back. And that is protecting the quarterback, which is Pat. So, you know, it's, it's very uh, realistic and you have to be prepared for it.
0: Definitely understand that. And you mentioned Pat. Um, how have you guys grown over the last year or so now? Because, um, you know, you're not a rookie. You've been a veteran now. It's it's, it's weird to call you a veteran, even though it's only been a, about a, over a year. Um, how's the chemistry between you two
2: grown? Oh, it's been great, uh, phenomenal working with him. Um, you know, he comes to work every day with the same mindset um, and being superstitious, uh, something uh, I watch him be. Uh, and for me, I'm kind of getting this rubbing off on me a little bit, being superstitious and things the way I park in the facility uh, each and every day, just being consistent uh, the way you do things. and. Uh, I see that uh, in, in Patton. For me, as a, a younger guy looking up to him, uh, just you know, finding ways to get better on that field with him.
0: Hey, Brandon! Thank you again for taking the time to speak with us ahead of Sunday's game.
3: The Denver Broncos are going into this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, playing them for the second time in three weeks. Now, in the NFL, any team playing pretty much back-to-back games against the same opponent is really, really difficult. But for the Denver Broncos, it's proved especially difficult against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um. This week, uh, Ed, you've asked me to highlight another offensive and defensive uh, standouts for the Broncos before this game. Um, Really, the first thing I'd like to highlight is the Denver Broncos' backfield. Um, The combination of Javante Williams, Samaje Pirine, and Jaleel McLaughlin. I really think that these three running backs have been instrumental in kickstarting the Broncos' offense. Um, Javante Williams has been uh, a constant bowling ball for defenders to try and bring down, and Jaleel McLaughlin is just a burst of speed out of the backfield. I feel like he goes on runs where it's he's ten yards past the line of scrimmage in just under a second. It seems like. And P. Ryan is a blocker and a pass catcher out of the backfield. And so I think that this trio of running backs has been kind of the highlight of the Broncos' offense, uh, even though Russ has thrown for more touchdowns already now than he has last season. I think that it's been a really, really awesome thing to watch these running backs play, and be incorporated in this offense. Um, And I'd also like to highlight Cortland Sutton, wide receiver Cortland Sutton. A lot of people have been saying that his name will be on the trade block, but he leads the Broncos in receiving touchdowns. And I believe that he is going to be another instrumental part in this Broncos-Chiefs matchup. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, I want to highlight P.J. Locke. Um, in light of the Kareem Jackson suspension, which was originally introduced at four games, but now has been reduced to two, after uh, after an appeal by Kareem Jackson, P.J. Locke stepped up last week against the Green Bay Packers in the 1917 victory when he sealed the victory with an interception of Jordan Love. I think that it's been really, really awesome to watch him play. I've seen him play for a few different er, uh for a few years now, and he's been a great backup safety, and I think that he'll continue to excel um, this week and throughout the rest of the season. I think that um, going into the prediction of this game, the Broncos just aren't on the same level as the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Not a whole lot of teams are. The Kansas City Chiefs have so many um, weapons – on offense, and are just so creative on the offensive side of the ball. It's hard to know what they're going to do next. Um, I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs will win this game, but I think it will be within 10 points. Um, last time they played, it was a 19-8 to victory by the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think it'll be a 20-10, to 20-11 game. Um, kind of a defensive battle. Um, but not a whole lot of points. Denver's defense held Kansas City out of the end zone pretty effectively the last time they played, and since giving up a 70-burger to the Miami Dolphins, they've held their opponents to 28, 31, 19, and 17 points. That's an improving defense and improving on that side of the ball. Um, Just against Kansas City, our offense hasn't found a rhythm, and we – haven't found a way to play in sync. When the defense is playing well, the offense has to play well. We haven't really found that sync yet. So for that reason, I do think the Kansas City Chiefs will win this week, but I think it will be within 10 points. Thanks so much, Ed, for having me on again.
0: I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode. Please follow us on x at the Chiefs Wire for your latest updates on news and everything going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Ed Easton Jr., until next time.